Welcome to the Care to Change podcast. Thanks for joining us today. We are beginning this month of mental health awareness with a conversation between April and our counselor, Teresa Land, as they talk about what mental health is and how to know when your mental health is suffering. We hope being part of this conversation gives you practical solutions for positive change. Welcome back, everyone. This is April Bordeaux. I'm so glad that you've chosen to spend this time with us. We are now starting a brand new series. We just wrapped up a series on parenting, and now we're entering into the month of May. And uh, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So this whole month, each of our episodes will be focused on something related to mental health. Today, we're going to actually define what mental health is and what to do if you feel like your mental health is suffering, or if someone you love might be suffering, how to help them. Next week, we're going to talk about anxiety. We're also going to talk about depression, bipolar, and when to see a therapist instead of talking to a friend. So we have a great lineup for the month of May in talking about mental health. Today, we have a special guest with us, one of our therapists here, Teresa Land. Teresa, Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me today. It's good to have you. And you are the one, the lucky one that gets to kick off the series about what mental health is. So we have uh, a lot to talk about. So I think we're going to just jump right in. Can you just begin? I know that we hear the term mental health uh, in the schools. You hear social and emotional health in uh, employment settings. We hear behavioral health. We hear a lot of different kinds of health, but in the end, mental health sort of is the umbrella for behavioral health, social, emotional health. That's really, so can you give uh, the listeners a definition of what mental health is? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited to even talk about this topic because I feel like it is been for so long a kind of taboo topic and so instead of um, really embracing what it is we have kind of shied away from that topic and so yeah just to to say what is mental health mental health is really a combination of a lot of things it includes our emotional psychological spiritual and social well-being so it affects how we think feel and act. And it also helps determine how we'll handle stress, how we relate to others and how we make the choices day to day. Yes. So it all has to do with how we handle what life throws at us, right? Absolutely. One of the things that we say here at Care to Change, and I know a lot of uh, mental health providers will say this as well, that mental health is physical health. Um, So we know that uh, we don't separate the two, right? We just know that Mental health is one component of our physical health. Can you talk a little bit about why that is and why mental health really is physical health? Yeah, absolutely. So there is absolutely that mind-body connection that relates to our health. And so that means that our mental health and our physical health have a direct impact on one another. So if we make improvements to our physical health, then that can also make improvements in our mental health and vice versa. So saying like an exercising and daily eating habits um, put into place can help us in with a lot of our physical struggles that we can be having. Um, But then like it also can improve anxiety, depression, bipolar, reduce panic attacks, build self-esteem. That's just a few of them. 
And so I can even give this a personal example in my life. So I am a runner and I've been a runner since I was in middle school. And so there's been times in my life when I've been running every day. And then there's other times when I'm not running at all. And it's just daily life and gets in the way or sickness or whatever. But I've noticed that whenever I'm able to prioritize that running in my life, that overall I'm thriving and that I am doing well. Um, And so that helps me physically, right? Because I'm getting good sleep. It's giving me energy daily. So it helps with heart disease that runs in my family and then also helps me to maintain a healthy weight. But then I've also been given those daily endorphin releases in my brain. And so then I'm in a better mood. Um, I'm able to think more clearly. I'm able to respond better to my family and friends and the demands of the day. Um, And I have more confidence. And because that is going well, then I'm able to give, again, that daily care to myself. And it continues to spur on both my physical and mental health. But then also, like, that same link that's there means that the risks that we can have because of our physical health or our mental health can also impact one another. So people who suffer from depression also have a higher risk of long-term diabetes, um, heart disease, stroke. Um, And so really that just shows how important it is to recognize that our mental health needs care um, so that we're able to care for our whole selves. I mean, we really are mind, body, spirit, right? So what's happening to us emotionally, what's happening happening in our mind and what's happening in our body. And we can't, like you said, we can't separate those three components of ourselves. It's just as a human, that's what we are. And, you know, we I, I think about the, the graphic that we put on uh, social media about we have all of these organs in our body, you know, I forget the number eight, nine, I forget the number of organs, we have these organs in our body. And the brain is one of those Mm -hmm, organs. mm -hmm. And the brain is where the executive functioning takes place. Many of the hormones that are released come from what happens in the brain. The brain is where um, we begin to um, regulate emotionally. So there's so much that happens in the brain. And yet that's where our mental health is stored, and yet we can't separate and say, well, we're only going to take care of our brain without taking care of our body. And we Mm -hmm. can't take, you know, they're just all so interconnected. And um, interestingly, because we're going to move into, well, what happens? How do you know if you're suffering, right? What, what are some signs that your mental health, you know, is suffering? And uh, interestingly, when we think we're having heart problems, what do we do? We go to the doctor, the doctor orders a series of tests, and then they run a scan, right? Or if our lungs are having difficulty, another one of our organs, uh, you know, we have it scanned. But our brain, when we're having difficulty with our emotions and difficulty in relationships or we've been through trauma, we don't just go to the doctor and ask them to scan our brains. And yet the brain really does tell us a lot about what's happening. Uh, and so I'm so glad for the companies that have begun doing some brain scans to give some indicators of what areas of the brain are underdeveloped or overused or need some strengthening. And and there are some really practical things we can do for that. But before we get into what we can do, will you talk to the people who are listening about how do you know if your mental health is suffering? Yeah, absolutely. So um, 
really just recognizing that there are changes happening in the way you're thinking, the way you're feeling, the way you're acting um, is really just a good recognizing point for that need to reach out and say, I need some care. Um, And so here's some just practical things that you can look for. Suddenly, no longer having interest in the things that you're used to enjoying. All of a sudden, you seem angry or sad for no reason. Um, you feel emotionally numb um, or that you don't have those same feelings anymore, eating more or less, your sleep patterns changing, um, you're missing more time from work, school, events, things that you would usually do with your family, um, drinking more heavily or using drugs to cope, avoiding family or um, close friends that would normally be supports for you, um, or talking about taking your own life or feeling hopeless. And so there's a lot of reasons why our thoughts and feelings can change. And so um, just the first one is that there are 157 diagnosable conditions in the DSM. And so according to um, the National Institute of Mental Health, one in five people have one of these diagnosable mental illnesses, but only about half are receiving treatment for this. Um, And so when we recognize that these symptoms that come with these diseases are starting to alter our lives, that's really a sign for us. We need to reach out. But that is not the only reason that we might be suffering. So there are a lot of other factors that could happen, like we could have financial or work stress going on in our lives. We could have marital issues or there could be infidelity, um, pornography use, um, recovering from abuse or life altering events. And even just an example that we can all relate to with life-altering events is just the COVID pandemic. It really has impacted and rocked our mental health. That's actually, you've answered two questions there, like how do you know and what causes it? So I'm hearing you answer two different questions and and how you're responding, responding here. And when we talk about mind, body, spirit, you know, you began with saying, you know, when there are all of these changes or sudden changes or unexplained changes, whether it's with your emotions or in your body or in your mind, uh, and you're finding yourself irritable or or not happy or not finding enjoyment or changes in eating and those things that you listed, those are all indicators that potentially mental health is your mental health is suffering. And it might be time to reach out. And then you kind of shifted into what causes some of that. And it's so interesting. You said, 157 different diagnosable mental illnesses, those are actually that are that meet a certain criteria, right? Mm -hmm. But experiencing COVID is not a mental illness. And yet there's an impact on our mental health because of what we're experiencing through COVID, right? Yeah, and so we can have all of these things that like you said, um, grief and loss and relational issues and, you know, job changes, all of this causes stress. And any of any one of those things could have an impact on our mental health, right? And so when you're listing that, you're like, oh, it's not if, it's when our mental health will be challenged, just like with our bodies, we're all growing older. So it's not if our bodies are going to be changing and experiencing, you know, difficulties, you know, I turned 50 last year, so 51, I turned 51 this year, you know, and what I used to be able to do in my 20s isn't the same as when, you know, now in my 50s, your body changes. 
And so, of course, there are going to be different challenges for me as a 50-some-year-old woman than there was when I was 20-something. And it's the same with, because we don't, we can't separate it, right? So our mental health is at some point going to be under attack some way, right? And so we're going to experience stress. It's just, well, what do we do about it, right? So there's, how do you know? Well, you, you kind of know if you're listening, you might kind of, yeah, I guess that is my mental health. We want to really normalize the fact that, you know, it's not if, it's when we're humans. That's what we go through. How do you know when it's time to reach out? And that's, I think, where you're kind of going with this. How do you know? How do you know when it's like, I, I probably need to do something about this? Yeah, absolutely. And kind of like I said, when you when you recognizing that it's just daily mm-hmm. changing the way that you are behaving, the way that you're relating to others, that you're not able to get the same things done that yeah. you were doing before, that is a sign to you that I need to do something. I need to make a change. And so reaching out for help, um, that is one really awesome step. It was kind of interesting you said about running too, because you said, um, you know, when you're running, you get that endorphin and so you feel better. And I, I'm thinking about, you know, if you stop running because life has become busy for you, sometimes that first time that you have to go and run, it's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, and it's a little bit more painful that first reach out or maybe the first time. I don't, you said you've been a runner for a long time, but, you know, you go to the gym for the first time in a long time and it's painful, right? Or I don't want to go to the gym, but my body's telling me I need to go to the gym. Sometimes that first reach out is a difficult reach out, you know, but you know, okay, it's time to make some change. I've got to do something different. So maybe it's a little painful at the beginning. It's difficult, but it's worth it is I guess what I'm saying, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we, we were not meant to walk alone right. through life. And so reaching out to someone is making that connection um, that your brain needs just mm-hmm. to, to even feel better. That's just step one. Mm-hmm. And then we walk through what has brought us in and the trauma that we've experienced or the changes that we need to make. You know, those all come later. But first, just meeting that need to say that I need to make some changes and I need help and I would love to have somebody walk beside me and that's what reaching out and coming in um, for counseling um, can mean for you in your life and I love I just love um, going back to just scripture with this because I'm amazed when I look at all the things that research tells us daily that are the best ways to cope and deal and um, and to heal and that Man, the Bible said it first. The Bible so said it some first. Of what is what, what are some of the things? Well, I mean the first I mean and just saying, you know, that walking a yeah. not walking Connection. alone like God said that first like he told us mm-hmm. from the very beginning we weren't meant to be alone and that we didn't have to hide in our struggles God tells us come to me with your issues come to me with all that's burdening you and I will carry that for you mm-hmm. and so sharing that and sharing that load with somebody else just brings freedom and allows you to experience hope in that but yeah there are so many other ways practically that he tells us in his word that we we can um, apply in our life to help our mental health, you know, just rest. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many times when God tells us to rest. Mm -hmm. And so prioritizing that in our life is so important. Um, And just hydration and nutrition, um, moving our body. These are all 
just self-care things that God tells us, like your body is a temple, take care of it, take care of it. Um, and setting healthy boundaries in our life, saying no when we need to say no. And um, journaling is another one, just that time to just pull aside and just be alone with your thoughts and write them out. And whether it be in a prayer or just spending some time reflecting on your feelings and then challenging ourselves in new ways, like God God is always bringing new opportunities into our lives. And so that's the same thing just with our own mental health. Seeing ourselves grow and see ourselves experience new things can bring so much healing to us. Um, so, yeah, that's just some of them, <laughs> just some of the many things that we can do um, that can help us with our mental health. I love the way that you incorporated the body in that, right? Because mm -hmm. just like we said at the very beginning of this, we can't separate mind, body, spirit. And so, of course, to strengthen or improve your mental health, it requires incorporating your body and your thoughts and your emotions and, you know, that nutrition and that new that hydration and that movement and all of that. That's body, but it does improve the mental health. So Absolutely. there are some yeah. practical things that you can do to improve your mental health. And then if you're doing these things, the journaling and the praying and all that, and you're saying, wow, it's just still not, and I've connected with people, then you know, it's probably time to reach out because it's still, um, it, the, your life isn't as full or rich or um, fulfilling as you want it to be. And so that's the time. Well, you, I've done all of these things. Okay, then it's probably time to reach out. There might be more happening. Here. Absolutely, absolutely. And having somebody else walking beside you as you're yes. trying to incorporate all these new things too yes. can be so beneficial because seeing it on paper and hearing it and trying to put it into your life um, can seem so overwhelming mm -hmm. when you are struggling. Yeah. And so having somebody just to walk beside you and help you to do that can, can bring so much power into it. You know, and I'm glad that you said that because when you say it can be overwhelming if someone's listening saying, okay, now I know the definition. Now I know that there's a connection between physical health and mental health. Now I can understand just a few, and I know there's a lot more of ways that you can tell, oh, my mental health is struggling. These are some of the reasons why, but, you know, it's it can feel overwhelming. And so what we're not saying is, here's your checklist of 12 things to do. Go do these, and if it doesn't help, call us back. You know, just pick one, right? Mm -hmm. Especially if it's Absolutely. depression. It's like it can feel overwhelming. So pick one thing and try it um, start with baby steps and Absolutely. Uh, just just do one thing forward is forward it doesn't matter how fast just one thing to move you in the direction that you want to go so that's so great and what about some resources that we could give to listeners did you bring some resources to share I did. Yes, I have a couple for you. Um, the first is it's called um, Spiritual Practices for the Brain. Um, and so Good this yeah. book um, is exactly kind of what we were just talking about just a minute ago, that, that all these evidence-based practices, they came first from scripture. And so it's just a lot of just helpful tips and just some really good like physical practices that you can put into place to support your brain better and to improve your mental health. Um, and another one that um, I actually just finished reading that I loved is um, Get Out of Your Head by mm. Jeannie Allen. Um, and so, so much of our mental health, um, mm -hmm. it just gets so much of our mental health 
is impacted by those thought spirals that we get stuck in. Mm -hmm. And so um, she just really addresses that and just helps you to recognize them, but then also gives some really good, just practical steps on um, how to overcome them and um, how to have victory over those thought spirals. Those are great. Those are really great. Thank you so much. We'll also include the link to our website because we have some additional resources that might be interesting to you specific to topics like anxiety or depression. So we can include those, that link uh, in the show notes as well. Well, Teresa, thank you so much for kicking off this series. I know this topic itself, um, we can't do it in just a very short time period, but um, just getting us kicked off, just to give people something to think about and to understand that there's more to it than just I'm stressed Mm -hmm. and that stress does have an impact Uh, And that also really like what you said, we're not meant to do this by going it alone. And so that's really the reason why we're here. It's why we created this podcast. It's to give you resources between sessions so that you can learn a little bit more, share the information with loved ones um, so that you can move in the direction of the type of life that you're hoping to live. So Teresa, thanks for kicking us off. I appreciate you being here. Um, sometimes we, you know, we ask the therapist to come here and we're, we're therapists, we're not podcasters. So it can be a little bit intimidating to sit here and like, well, we know what we know, but to actually do the speaking on it is a little bit different for us. So I appreciate you stepping out and helping us, uh, in this way and helping so many people who are listening. So for those of you who are listening, um, be sure to join us next week as we talk about anxiety. Jean Crane will be our, our guest next week. We look forward to to um, having that conversation. Again, thank you for joining us. Let us know if there's anything that we can do. Reach out to us. And until we see you all again. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Care to Change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. We invite you to follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in this episode. If you have any questions or would like additional information, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care2change.org. We thank you again and hope you will join us for more of our podcast conversations.